0: that the Peruvian farmers had tapped into a physical process that was actually going on.
1: Historically, farmers have relied on planetary motions and celestial bodies, The phase of the moon and the sign of the zodiac it happens to be in, for instance, can tell you when to plant, says Peter Geiger, editor of the annual publication The Farmer's Almanac.
2: It has to do with the sign of the moon and the signs of the zodiac and as to why things either grow or don't grow and under certain signs supposedly it works. Um, It's interesting that that there is uh, folklore and then there's weather lore. Some of the folklore, um, I think, tend to come down more from superstitions, and weather lore tends to be observations of people over the course of many, many, many generations and, and, and gets handed down from generation to generation. So I personally, I personally believe that, that the moon has an impact on lots of things that we do, how, how firm the ground is and how well things do grow.
1: Weather law is most accurate when it's built up over years of detailed local observation, according to Geiger. The Almanac is based in Maine, so the idiosyncrasies of nature there are the most familiar.
2: As far as Maine's concerned, we're always looking at the woolly bear caterpillar because you want to see whether it's uh, thick and fat and furry or whether it's uh, uh, what the color of the woolly bear is. If it's got a long orange band, it means that it's going to be a long winter, and if it's, it's very fat and furry, it means it'll be a cold winter. Also in Maine, you look at how high the uh, wasp nests are off the ground. You look and see what the how many acorns have dropped and how busy the, the squirrels appear to be. The, the more fogs that there are in, uh, in, in August in Maine then the the more severe the winter will be.
1: These are the types of detailed observations farmers pass on through generations to pinpoint precisely when and where they should plant and harvest. No matter where you are, says Cynthia Rosenzweig, it happens all over the world.
0: You know, I lived in Italy and um, in the Chianti region, <laughs> and I would definitely call the the Chianti, the the Tuscan uh, wine growers, precision farmers. Just the microclimates of where the vines are on the hills and on opposite hills. Then there's there's subtle differences in um, the temperature and, and moisture regimes.
3: This is a process that's been gone on in vineyards for probably a thousand years of saying that you know one area of the block is better tasting than another area. Daniel Bosch manages vineyards,
1: but in California, not Tuscany.
3: Looking at the weather over the years, for instance, we know that in July when we have high nighttime temperatures the the wine is less acidic, but it's not just July, it's also August and September low temperatures. We also know that when we have August and September fog, the quality tends to go up in Napa Valley, and that's because the temperatures are lower.
1: Bosch works at the Robert Mondavi vineyards. In order to appreciate all this for myself, I reluctantly accepted an invitation to visit and forced down some of their premium wines. And it turns out that as well as keeping to old traditions, Mundavi embraced cutting-edge technology to help them catch up to the quality of their European rivals. Some of this help came about almost by accident a few years ago. With NASA's assistance, they were using an airplane to take photos of vineyards affected by a root
3: pest. What we saw in vineyards that were healthy, we saw that there were areas that were stronger and weaker. And as we started seeing that, we realized that some of those areas match the way we would normally harvest a block. So the photography made it much easier to pick out which rows
1: should be harvested together. This aerial photography is a form of remote sensing, and it uses some clever optical and digital processing to give the growers very specific information about their crop. Research scientist Lee Johnson is Mandavi's contact at NASA.
2: The primary system that we've been using is actually a set of four uh, boresighted cameras and each camera has a different filter in front of the lens which uh, transmits only a certain spectral
1: region. These spectral regions, that is different wavelengths of light, can be manipulated by computer to create different colored zones. Healthy green vegetation can stand out because it reflects most of the infrared light. The vegetation index is composed
2: of the reflected infrared band and the red band. The vegetation index is very sensitive to the amount of foliar biomass.